You're listening to the Irisers Lounge Podcast. Featuring all the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, rumors, discussions, opinions, and much more. Now here's your host, Alan Pajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Alan Pajari. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. With me are the usual Mike Ellis, Carlos Fonseca. Today we got Brad Miller, Brad Red, Jeff Walton, and Kyle Fleischman with us here. So welcome, guys. Hey. How's it going? Good evening, guys. All right, let's kind of get into... Uh, the latest uh, peak antifreeze series race. It was at Texas, and it uh, was another win pulled up by P.J. Sturgis. Um, we uh, had uh, some good strategy there to be able to pull off the win. Uh, some guys got caught up uh, uh, with a different type of uh, pit strategies going on, and uh, but uh, P.J. and, and uh, the usual Ray Afala, they kind of pulled off the off the decent pitch strategy there, and uh, and PJ ended up pulling off the win. Uh, what'd you guys think of that race there? I watched the highlights. It certainly was interesting, and uh, glad to see Logan Clampett uh, get a top five there. Yeah, I believe that's his first run in the peak, so that was good for him. Yeah, I was kind of cheering him on there at the end, and uh, I mean, he almost looked like he was going farther than top five, but uh, good run. Yep, it was a. Uh... Pretty decent race to watch, uh, and you can really see those guys' skills. Uh, I don't know if you saw um, kind of not necessarily near the end, but uh, when PJ and uh, Ray were were uh, chasing each other, and they were side by side. And uh, as you know, going in like turn three and stuff like that, it's pretty, if you're on the outside, it might be a little little difficult to, to hold your own right there. And it was interesting watching them go side by side throughout the basically a few laps. You know, just kind of going back and forth there. So good race, uh, yeah. yeah. Josh Berry had a crazy move. I thought I want to call it crazy. It was four wide, and he ended up getting wrecked out of that one. I wonder why. Yeah, it's kind of a dangerous place to do that type of stuff. But uh, I almost made it work. Yep. So, anyways, their uh, next race is Richmond coming up. Uh, uh, this is Tuesday night, so it'll be actually be next Tuesday. The uh, race at Richmond. So uh, we'll see uh, what the guys can do on the short tracks, just like uh, what they did at Phoenix there. Expect some uh, decent racing. Of course, it's going to be during the daytime with this uh, low downforce uh, um, car and stuff. So it just it changes everything, as you can see. Uh, if you've uh, took out the car there in the daytime Richmond, it's a little bit different story. So everything's just kind of slowed down. So I expect it to be a very, very clean race next Tuesday. Right. All right, and then in the iRacing World Championship Grand Prix, uh, we had a... Monza. Yeah, Monza, one of my favorite road tracks. I really love that thing. But uh, we had Martin Kroenke take the win over Gregor Hutu. It's kind of the usual names up there. Martin Kroenke and Gregor Hutu, then Ali Pakala, Mitchell DeJong. And then uh, Kazuki Umushu. <laughs> Mushma. I'm sorry. So... Kind of I'm going to just say, do you think Hutu's off his game a little bit compared to previous years? Well, I mean, he's not winning all the time. Right. I mean, it used to be like a dom- more of a domination thing. I mean, he's still running top three, but he's not getting the wins like he normally does. I just wonder if there's a little chink in the armor. Or has everybody else stepped up? Well, yeah. it, it is, is a, a new, new car. car. Yeah, it is a new car. So... I mean, we might have to give him that kind of leeway there. It is a, a new car. But, you know, if you look at this, you got Martin Kroenke won it, and then a second behind was Gregor Hutu, and then you fall back to 18 seconds to Ollie. You know, right. so, and then we're hitting almost 30 seconds behind for the other guys. So you're, you're talking about he was right there. He was right there for for yeah. win. So, I don't know. He's still up run. there. Yeah, and but we'll I guess we'll find out what the final standings to be. If I recall, he, I think he wins again. I think Martin Kroenke really just it was a pitch strategy thing that got him, you know, that one sec, you know, in front of Hutu and that was there was no passing. Yeah, and uh 
Yeah, it's another one of those tough places. I I always think that road road racing is a little tough to pass. At. Basically, you're just waiting for a guy to make a mistake in front of you, especially when you're that close in skill level. All right. So, uh, yeah, if Martin didn't make a mistake, then, yeah, Gregor really had no choice except for just to kind of follow him along there. But anyway, uh, it was a good race, and uh, and uh, we'll look forward to the next one. And uh, also, uh, Mitchell DeJong posted up a, a video. In well, yeah, he put one on social media of him driving uh, at Monza in his cockpit. So it's kind of neat just to see his cockpit. He obvi- he has really good FOV uh, field of vision. Uh, his monitors look like they're set correctly. I always look at stuff like that. Um, I'm real anal about that. But yeah, it's a, kind of a neat. And he wears gloves. I, I thought that was interesting too. He has racing gloves on. I think it kind of depends for the guys. The wheels. I think if you have one of those like leather wrap wheels, basically you have to, don't you? Otherwise, you kind of grease them up. Right. But, uh, but yeah, he, he looked like he was kind of decked out there, which you kind of expect, though, you know? Yep. Yeah, kind of neat to see other people's uh, rigs, especially when they're famous. Yeah. And uh, then our other uh, pro series is going to be starting April 23rd. So that's this Saturday. They're going to be doing the Endurance Series. So it's the 2016 Blanc Plain GT series at Monza. They're going to be starting April 23rd. So oh, that's... God. Yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, I guess we cover, like we cover the other stuff. They are calling it a World Championship Series. Yeah. And there's $25,000 in uh, cash and prizes. Yeah. So, but uh, there's only five races for the, through the year. So it doesn't seem to be uh, that busy. I think it's like once a month or something like that. So... Um, yeah, we'll just see how that goes. I know that uh, some of us gave it a uh, not a full <laughs> whole shot to get into it. Oh, in the qualifying, yeah. yeah but we uh, we ran. <laughs> hey, we want to keep those guys honest and give them some lap traffic, you know. <laughs> That's right. Of course, they weren't my split, but what the heck, huh? <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's, I got it's in spirit, experience right? there. Yeah, let's let's talk about the NIS. So, all right. Uh, so since our last show, uh, we've had uh, Texas and Bristol, and coming up is uh, Richmond. So let's talk about Texas first. Uh, Mike, we'll let you go first. Uh, how did Texas go? Well, you know, surprisingly, uh, I got an eighth in the open and a twelfth in the fix. And I'll take it, you know, uh, considering, you know, I wrecked off a two at least twice on my own. Uh, it was really hard to drive for me. I was one of the slowest cars out there, as usual. So I'll take it. You know, that's a good finish for me, considering the track. So, yeah. All right. Mr. Wren? Uh, I had a good week. Open was uh, with the second place, and then eighth was uh, in the fixed. And, uh, I mean, setup was really good. Um, you know, the first real test of the low downforce, and uh, I liked it a lot. So, very good week. Well, that's good. Mr. Miller? Uh, I loved the car. Had fun. <laughs> got wrecked. I had I had just a monkey on my back. Couldn't get out of Texas with a clean car. Oh, you took all my bad luck, remember? I, I did. I did. I think I got a 12th and an 18th or something like that. But, uh, golly, running in the top seven or eight with three laps to go and somebody loses it and I'm the lucky person that gets to t-bone them so you know that was my luck yep i hear you there all right uh jeff how would how'd your uh, week go uh it went pretty well i could have finished um it seemed like every time i wrecked the car i was leading um but i finished third as highest and open and i think 10th and fixed all right and Carlos? i think jeff uh, wait, wait just a minute i wanted to ask jeff a question Jeff, I you know with that, I think it was a second actually you got in the uh, open, and I think after you got that on Wednesday, I think you were like chasing the win all week, right? And you thought you you were owed one, but you could never get it. You kept getting bad luck, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was just me not racing the track, seeing somebody in front of me doing being stupid and trying to be over aggressive when it 
a tire wear track. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely a tire wear track. Uh, Carlos, why don't you go ahead and talk about your week? And if you want to, yeah, if you want to interject our race, then go ahead. Let's see. I don't even know where to begin. Fixed. I had a miserable week, didn't? I don't even know where I finished. I think it was twelfth or something like that. Fifteenth, and then was I show 15th? you o- open. You got a fourth. Oh yeah, I had to fight Allen for that one. But fakes, I don't even know what happened there. It's just miserable. First open race, I struggled in big time because of the setup was real loose. I had, and then the next one, as I said, me and Allen had one hell of a battle for the lead there, and I screwed it up. Speaking of which, didn't you win that? Uh yeah, I did. Oh, um, wow. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. That was uh, Friday night's uh, open race and uh, second split. And uh, I just got to say, me and Carlos, we had a great battle there. Um, first of all, I did this strategy of, uh, of at a certain point of the race, I decided, well, I'm just going to uh, really back up my corners, try to save my tires, and then hang out there for a while and so a lot of the leaders they pitted and i was still hanging out there and uh and when a caution flew out that uh, allowed me to be up there in third place so it kind of put me up changed my position of the race and uh so that that was kind of the the big point for me but once i was up there i knew i had a fast car i knew i was probably either the fastest or one of the fastest guys out there as long as i wasn't pressured as long as I hit my marks and to me the whole key to Texas was uh was your lifting points and how well can you you get to them and you know if you if you overshoot your lifting points your your corners are dead you know so that was kind of the whole thing with me I was able to qualify well in every race I did either the fixed or the open or whatever because you know I, I didn't have that pressure but when I had pressure on the back of me then sometimes I might uh might make a mistake but anyway on friday in the open i didn't make a mistake and carlos was uh up ahead of me there and i was i was uh came from third place or whatever it is like that i did my usual which is kind of probably dropped back to about fifth on a restart and then then i worked myself up to carlos and uh and we were going at it there for a while and uh and then a caution came out i remember telling carlos i said i think i would have had you No, oh, yeah, you probably would have. It's just my car, the longer it runs, the better my car got. You know, it was a good long run car, but yours was slightly better because mine was just getting tight there at the end. Yep, and then what we did is we kind of we kind of helped each other out. A lot of times on a restart, yep. either one of us was first and the other one was third. Um, there was one time when we were first and second where we didn't help each other out, but uh, when, when we when we were in that position, when we were back-to-back, we would say when the other person's going to go. So we would say that, I'm going on pace car or whatever to each other so we can jump out there ahead of the second place guy. And, and so we did that and that kind of, that kind of helped us. And, uh, and it, it did come down to where there was going to be a, uh, two lap shootout, two, two shootout. And I think you were, uh, in third place at the time I told you where it was going to be, yeah. or I told you where I was going to start cause I was uh, leading there. And then, so Carlos got up to on the last lap, uh, we were actually, uh, at the white flag, we were actually pretty much tied, right? Side by side, weren't we? Side by side, and but I had the inside position on him, and I knew I was feeling pretty good. Oh and yeah, then, turn uh, one. And then I saw Carlos go up high on turn one, and that was that was basically it. Yeah, see, what I was afraid of was the guy behind me wasn't being aggressive all race, and I drifted up that one inch, and I, he was pretty much was going to get a bumper under me, so it was either wreck or give up the spot. Yeah, so that was uh. That was a fun race, and actually, what I was more happy, what I was most happy about with the car was, is that on a little bit older tires, I had the fastest lap of the race, and it was the very last lap. Nice. Oh yeah, that was a well done race. Yep, that was that was a lot of fun. Otherwise, in the fixed, I think I had like a seventh place finish or something like that. So Texas is actually one of my better tracks. I, I'm real comfortable with Texas. So anyway, I'll start off first at Bristol. Um, well, hold on. Uh, Kyle, are you on? You had a win, too, didn't you? Yeah, I picked up a win in the fixed series, and uh, I believe it was a fourth place in the open. I thought Brad put a pretty good solid setup underneath us this week. So. Other than that, that's pretty much it. 
Right. And then uh, the other teammate, uh, new teammate, Dave Smith, he got a win in the Open. So uh, congrats to him as well. Uh, for uh, It was a good week for us at Texas overall, I think. All right. Now let me just uh, start off with Bristol here. Um, I hate that place. I just got to <laughs> flat out say it. I hate that place. There's no room for anything. I got caught up in and people stuff. I did post one video up on my YouTube thing of me being just a total uh, pansy. No, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a pansy. I oh would, no, that I was would, integrity. Yeah, yeah. In te- integrity. I was just, and that was actually to make a very good point in integrity. Um, but uh, hey, was smart. The 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 race that I, I did, I posted was an open race, and you know. I don't think I'm known for doing arca breaking and stuff like that, but I couldn't recognize wrecks or nothing like that. I, all of a sudden, you know, I, I'd see a car down in the apron, and and we kind of know that caution flags don't necessarily come out when a car's down in the apron. But everyone would check up, and I didn't check up in time, and I would hit the inside wall and stuff like that. So I actually, had the, on the race I posted, I blown my engine twice. Dang. <laughs> And I still came in 20th place, which just goes to show you wow. how horrible the racing is at Bristol. It was so bad. And there's there's something I, I noticed there, that the guys that actually did well, they're extremely aggressive, banging the wall half the time. You know, it's just, you know, I, I, it was just, it was it was actually kind of frustrating. But I understand it's racing. You're going to have aggressiveness in racing. But... It's a 500 lap race, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of rare for us. And and it, the more rubber that was laid down, the, the tighter the car got, and and everything else was just I don't know. I just thought it was just way too much. I thought the open setup stuff was uh, the races were horrible, and uh, and basically so was the fix. So Bristol, uh, my best finish was that 20th place, and that's in three races I've been two in the fixed and one in the open, and. Uh, Thank God I'm out of there, but be honest with you, I'm not exactly happy about Richmond. But uh, go ahead and uh, explain how your uh, pistol went there. Mike, since I know that you had some decent finishes for Mike. You know, I, I'm just the opposite. I had some great runs. And, uh, you know, the racing is bad. And there's and I think the key there is attrition. Uh, like you said, you can blow an engine and still get a top 15, you know. And I think, you know, uh, one of my finishes, the, the worst finish was 12th out of four attempts and I blew an engine on that 12th place finish, I believe. So, uh, it can be done if you, d- you just hang in there and I got a fifth, a ninth and a 10th. So I ran it four times. I really disagree with this being a full length race. Uh, and I wish it was half distance like the, it should be, but, uh, regardless, See, a good yeah, week I was me. actually, I was actually fine with that. I don't mind them switching it up. I just wouldn't want them to do it all the time. That's all. It's yeah, just, it just seems like it's Bristol. happening often, you know. And well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just talking about like Bristol. Bristol's a tough place to run 500 laps. Right. Now, I don't the track. Yeah, I don't mind long distance races. So you know, if next year they did Richmond, then for 400 laps of Richmond, they do 400 laps of Richmond. So, but you know, just. As long as they switch it around. I wouldn't want it to make it a regular thing every year where we're doing 500 laps at Bristol. Right, yeah. right. And the, to finish it off, uh, you know, the big conversation of the week really what, for me was lappers and whatnot. Should they be on the top or the bottom? Because this is really a one-groove racetrack. And to be on the bottom, it's so slow. It's too slow. And I got criticized personally by a few drivers for being a two laps down or a couple laps down, but still running 10th, you know, but being in the upper groove and being a little bit slower than them and not letting them by. And um, what do you guys think about that? And what do you think about lappers? Should they go to the bottom regardless? Uh, or, you know, what is the protocol there? Well, I'll jump in. I mean, me personally, if I'm a lap down, I'm just going to get out of the way. There's no point in me racing someone who I'm not anywhere near position for. Um, I got taken out by, you know, a lap car in the integrity race at Bristol that was running the high line. Um, you know, it, it's very frustrating, especially at a place like Bristol, 
when you have guys that are 20, 30, 40, or 50 laps down, and they may be quick, but they just get up there and run the high line, and you watch cars drive away from you because you can't get past them. Yeah, and I've wrecked trying to pass somebody, uh, you know, going to the low line and getting around a slower car that was on the upper side. I actually spun out trying to run down there once, and it's not easy. Yeah, that's what happened to me in one of the fixed races, too, is I was passing a lap car. And uh, I wanted to try to get above them, but, of course, I was gunning it as I was turning the wheel, and that's not a good idea. But um, in my opinion is if you got a car or you're up to speed, go ahead and ride up top. If you're not up to speed, then don't. That's kind of my opinion on that. Right. So if you're holding up, guys, then you should not be running the top. There was yeah. one guy in one race who was like, five or six seconds off pace running the top. And I, I called him out a couple times. I, I thought it was unacceptable. Yeah, well, I think, you know, they can do what they want. It's still up to the person to pass them to pass them. But we're just talking about courtesy, you know. I don't think there should be rules or anything like that. It's just courtesy well, to get the hell out of the way. Yeah, you know? I was going to say something about that integrity race we did at Bristol. You know, I don't know if your teammates were screaming over the chat or anything in your, you know, team speak or whatever, but I was probably holding them up, but I just could not afford to go two laps down. But once, I think it was Derek at the time, once he passed me, I started letting people go because it was already, there was nothing I could do. So I guess in certain situations, race as hard as you can, but if they get past you, let them go. Yeah, you might be racing for the lucky dog, and people need to understand that, too. You know, uh, the guy right behind you, you know, I'm trying well, to mean, stay in front of, and oh. and if I let you by, he might get by, you know, so then you race real hard. If you're too slow, and then get out of the way. Yeah, and in Saturday's race, and Mike, you might have been in that race with me, um, there, there was, I was like near the back of the pack and just running in the back. And there was a there was a group I saw that were two by two. It was about about four cars or no three cars deep. And they were running two by two, so there'd be like six cars there. And I saw the leaders come up, and I'm like, I'm just gonna get out of this because I don't see anything good good coming up. And Harry Tiller was leading the race. I, Mike, you might even recall this. And yeah, and I just backed off because I knew what the hell was gonna happen. I backed off. Harry Tiller just ran into the back of a guy and then, of course, blamed him for not getting the hell out of the way. You know? And I was like, and I think I said on a thing, you should have saw what was going on up there. <laughs> you yep. know? And, you know, I mean, there was nowhere to go there, bud. You know? So, <laughs> what, about, what about the GT3 take, race you did? I didn't, I didn't. Oh, that I did? Yeah, that one where that guy blamed you for him wrecking. Yeah, he wasn't even close, though. <laughs> I know. But it was just kind of like, you know, it's so, but to me, that's that's some of the the strategy there at Bristol. When you're talking about attrition, that's kind of the thing. It's just, you know, there's there's times to make moves and there's time to not. There's times to get the hell out of the way. Be honest with you, a lot of times I get out of the way. And the reason why I get out of the way is because I don't want to be spun. I don't want to be hit. Well, in the incident limit is really uh, important in this particular event because it was 500 miles, 22 incidents. And in early in the week, there were people, when we get to like 30, 20 to go, people were dropping like flies, you know? Yeah, which to me is normally good because I'm, normally I'm not even close to that incident limit. You know, I normally the insulin limit doesn't even matter to me. I think there's only been one race ever that I've ever got I DQ'd actually from. hit it and surpassed it and got DQ'd with 10 to go in one of these events. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, that's you know, I, if 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 I wasn't already a big crashed car, I probably didn't really, I might have gotten a few from just being hit a little bit, maybe, but otherwise, I'm not really even close because I either I get the hell out of the way or. Or, uh, you know, I, I try to keep my distance, that's what I should say. And I'm not hitting the wall at all. So, but I know it's a big deal for, there was a lot of people that really uh, either hit it, got disqualified, or uh, or whatever. So, did anybody win a racer, Bristol? That, that, I mean, I, the only thing I'd like to add is just the racecraft just seems to be non-existent at all. 
there's a time to race and there's a time not to race. If the car behind you is not for position, whether you're up to speed or not, I mean, if I'm up to speed, I'm still going to, it's easier for me to tuck out of the way, let the car go by, and then get back in line. I don't lose as much ground, and I stay clean. You know, it's just the last few weeks, and maybe it's because it's been short tracks or whatnot, but it's just racecraft is just, there is none anymore in NIS. Right. And there's a lot of things that people got to understand, no matter what track you're at. Going side by side might be fun, but it's slower for both of you, and you're both killing your tires. It's better if you're the slower car. Just let the guy go and get behind him. We had a slower car in my race that was one or two laps down, and it was 50 laps into the race. And he would not let anybody go. <clears throat> the person tried to pass him. Um, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but they both wrecked. And along that, they collected 22 cars on the front stretch that wrecked on lap 50. Yep. That's, <laughs> you, you're going to see that. You're going to see that basically in a lot of splits. You know, m- most of the guys I know got involved in something in the, that they didn't start, but they were just involved. Wrong place, wrong time, which happened to me on Saturday. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. And, uh, you know, that's just, to me, that's Bristol. And I, I don't know. I've never had success there. I just hate kind of glad it skipped. Yeah, you yeah. skipped. Uh, our fi- best finish on the team was Jonas Hankins. He got a second in the fixed, almost won it. And then Brad, you got a Brad Miller. You got a couple of top fives there, two fours. Hey, yeah. not too bad. Our yeah, best my- on on our team was uh, Sam Roush. Ended up winning on Wednesday night and yeah, winning was, second uh, split. That was in that race. Yep, and uh, I'm proud to say that was actually my setup I built. <laughs> so, Very good, a winning setup. Yeah, that's that's right. See, as long as you can be part of it somehow. <laughs> okay, guys, if I could just pipe in here about Bristol. I ended up going in this week basically saying I was only going to run one of each series and use it as a drop week, but I was one of the victims of the whole DQ. I normally don't have very many incidents per race, but go back to that lap car discussion we had that's really what happened a lot in mine i got dq'd out um wednesday afternoon for uh lap traffic basically lap, lap traffic taking out the lead lap cars i was running top five and uh, about 180 laps in I'm, I'm wiped out you know they took out the leaders and and that's pretty much it door slamming you into the wall and the same thing happened uh wednesday night and in my race about 220 laps in i'm i'm leading laps and same thing, them lap cars, they just, they can't keep it down or whatever, so be it. And they, they even tell you that they're going to stay down and next thing you know, they're putting you in the wall. So that's short track racing for you. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I kind of, my races kind of went along with what Alan said. You have to be aggressive, but then there's times not to be, to do good at Bristol. My fourth place finishes, one race I had 12 incidents, the other one I was 20. Most people that's raced me know that I'm never even close to that. Right. The race that I finished 10th, I had two. And that was just because my arm was starting to hurt. I was trying to stretch my arm, and I slammed it into the wall all on my own. So uh, that would have been an incident-free race if it hadn't been for my own stupid movements. But uh, I, in, in my opinion, if I'm a lap down or two laps down, and I'm running pace, I would rather stay high, tell the guy to go low, and, and and not run that turn as hard as I could, let him go. Because yeah, if you perfect. go Yeah. If you go low, then you're gonna get freight trained. Right. You know? Don't hold the guy up. But then again, if you're on the lead lap and a guy's running really, really slow, if he finds the inside wall, he has nothing really to stand on. Right. Uh, you know. I, you know, it there. It, you cannot sit at a fifteen-second lap track and just go. Oh well, I'll just let him hold me up. Yep. Yep. I I agree. Yeah. There's there's times to uh, let him go and and uh, or being the, if you're the faster guy, there's times to go and then there's times not to go. Sometimes you might run the bottom. Sometimes you hope that the guy goes to the bottom and you can stay on top. But. Uh, you know, another thing too is if you're going to run the bottom and 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 or you're going to pass a guy on the bottom, 
make sure you pass the guy. Don't come up top until you're past the guy. <laughs> and we saw a lot of that too. And I think that leads right up into your next topic there, Mike. Well, yeah, that it happened to me a few times and it really gets under my skin when they, that happens and they don't say anything or they don't apologize. You know, just a quick uh, tap on the mic and say, hey, uh, sorry about getting into you there. Sorry, man, I slipped a little bit. But it's those guys that don't say anything, you know, and they're like, you, you know, that's like, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think the the apology thing is is sometimes over expected. Um, you were in the Martinsville race I was in, where Jake Goodwin was involved in this wreck, and actually he was on one of the straights. I don't remember front or back. He was on one of the straights. Was actually moving. And I tried to avoid him as much as possible and just, just clipped him a little bit. And he was looking for an apology from me. Hmm. Uh, you know, maybe I should be looking for one from you, you know? Right. So it wasn't me that was involved in the wreck. It wasn't me that was sitting sideways on the track moving and not staying still while other cars are coming by, you know? And so sometimes I think that they're really overexpected. And be honest with you, in this uh I was involved in another wreck with him at Bristol, and, and that was when I just totally, uh, you know, what I would call the Arca break type of, type of deal. And he was involved in another wreck, you know, because that's Jake. And I was, I kind of spun it just trying to get away from him and, and didn't get away from him. And so then, of course, uh, you know, immediately what he started doing was he started uh, hitting me and, uh, you know, break checking me. So I, you know, continue to hit them and that kind of stuff like that. So after the wreck. So anyway, I'm just, uh, I'm actually, there's some people I don't bother. I don't even bother WWE there. Yeah. I don't even bother saying, I'm sorry. You know, someone like Jake would good one. I think he's done. Matter of fact, maybe even next time I even might uh, accidentally uh, get into him a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, just, I mean, <laughs> me personally, if I, can't tell who's at fault, and if it's you know a situation where I've got to somebody, I'm going to apologize right off the bat until I can look at the replay. Um, you know whether I'm at fault or not, I'm, I'm going to apologize. Um, if it's a situation where I get dumped or something like that, you know, yeah, it would be nice just to say, hey, sorry. You know, just something to acknowledge that you messed up. Um, that goes a long way to 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 put a little bit of a, a water on the flame. Yeah, and yeah. normally normally I do if I, if I'm involved in a wreck or something like that, and I know that I did it. I'm the first one to apologize, oh, yeah. but you got to, you got to, you got to maintain some kind of relationship because we're racing these guys every week, you know? Yes, we are. But um, if Jake Goodwin's listened to this and, and we get involved in a wreck at Richmond, <laughs> watch out. Yep. You, you might know why <laughs> it's because you're, it's because you were crazy and you were wrecked someone else. And I ran into you because that seems to be how it goes. All right. Richmond set. Oh God. Uh, Didn't work. Did it? Uh, they did put out a new one, and uh, still feels a hell of a lot like the old one. Oh, really? I didn't oh, try the better. new one. It is better. Only on exits. Yeah, on exit. But it's it's still not that good. But you know the you know the funny thing is if if you haven't if the last time you drove Richmond was before they changed the downforce, go out there and drive Richmond and. <laughs> And and actually, I don't know if that's it either. It might be the daytime weather too. And this because we haven't raced Richmond that during the day forever in these cup cars. So it's just so different. Hell, I was pissed because I had to make two track guides. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I don't know, Brad. You were following me last night in the Integrity Race. Uh, what did you think of? Uh, of the Richmond site and how Richmond's going to go this week. I was really encouraged the first run we had and uh, how clean it was, but I think a lot of that was guys that were just being very careful, um, you know, with an unfamiliar setup. Um, unfortunately, I think as the race goes on, the truck track starts to rubber up. Uh, it gets a lot easier to drive the setup, and the guy, a lot of guys were overdriving it. Um, it's manageable. It's not fun. Um, I don't like having to lift on the, the front stretch because I'm going to spin out if I stay full throttle. But uh, I had a good time chasing you last night. It, it was frustrating at times because you just don't have any grip. You know, there's no bite off the corner. And uh, 
you know, and I think that's where the aggression came into last night, late in the race, and uh, that's my only fear with the with the NIS is it's going to be a whole race of that. Well, uh, we should be better with that new set because you are able to get onto the throttle now. I mean, it's just really tight in the center, though. That's a big problem. That's where a lot of people are going to run into each other. Yeah, and actually, I never went full throttle down the front stretch ever. Went through you couldn't throttle. really. Yeah, I did. I did on the back stretch, but I never did on the on the front stretch. And and there is a lot of people catching up to me. But I think I and let me explain the integrity race to you guys. Last night we had like a good seventy laps of caution free. Uh, and then once the caution started flying, that was the way the race went. Yep. The rest it of went race. downhill. Yeah. It, it went downhill. And I personally see the NIS races this week going exactly like how that integrity race went. I know. Exactly. We have these really high class drivers, you know, we should all be been, have been able to race better yesterday. Well, I mean, if everyone raced like, pretty much how they did in the first 70 laps race yep. would have been fine right oh you guys probably didn't see what i did early in the race from the first round of pit stops under green flag i go to pit road and i pull a mac cancer and stuff my car into the barrels oh, okay. <laughs> uh no i actually uh i only pitted on cautions last night oh, see, i was one of the early guys to come down on the green flag pit stops and i Kind of didn't practice where pit road was, so it kind of caught me at the last second. I lock up the brakes and straight into the tire barrier, and I'm lucky I only got like 30 something seconds optional. Talk about embarrassing, yeah. though. Yeah, so anyway, Richmond side, uh, please go out there and test before you go out there and drive. That's all I'm saying. Because um, it, uh, it is definitely different than, than it was, especially if I had night. It's definitely, definitely different. Actually, I'm looking forward to getting back at the night at Bristol Inn and Richmond in the fall. So anyway, uh, speaking of upcoming stuff, we have a MOLA coming up. Apparently a MOLA. In the next build in June. Autodrama oh, Enzo Edino Ferrari di MOLA. I just called the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, iRacing put out a couple uh, screenshots of the track uh, on social media to kind of tease it, uh, but it, they said June. Uh, they also announced a new dirt track, Will Williams Grove Speedway, which oh, is really a good track. very famous dirt track. Yep, they got to have more than one when they bring it out. Yep. So that's nice, and that, that would be one that we kind of expected. I think uh, Steve Myers from iRacing indicated it took him only three days to make this deal, which is a record. Ah, good. Good. Uh, I would imagine that they're probably going to have a few when they're when they're ready to roll that roll out dirt. Uh, they also announced uh, some dates for some upcoming special event races. The iRacing 24 Hours of Nurburgring will be held June 3rd through the 5th. Uh, the cars have been selected ranging from Audi R8 to the global Mazda MX-5 Cup car. And where are you guys going to race? I'm not. I don't yeah, have the track. Me and Brad are probably going to start something up here. I'm thinking of running the cheapest car, the MX-5 out there. I turned uh, a couple of laps the other night. I <laughs> really had a good time. That or yeah, the C-Spec? Yeah, we'll run the Audi. That's what we'll run. So Is that the fastest of them all? I don't know. It could be, but uh, not on the streets. But uh, but that's what we'll run, and because uh, uh, I'm pretty comfortable in that car, and uh, but and I know the track pretty well after running it several times now, so I'm feeling feeling pretty good. But uh, it's 24 hours, and uh, and if anybody's ran a race there, you know how this race is going to go. <laughs> if you it's this one, if you can keep your car clean, you'll do well. Oh yeah. Keep it on the pavement, you'll probably get a top five. Or even a win, to be honest with you. It is, there's a, you're talking 24 hours of this stuff, and when we're just doing three, four laps, there's people that, that can't finish. So uh, when's the Indy 500 going to be? Yeah, dates announced for that, uh, May 21st and May 22nd. There are going to be four attempts, uh, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. All right. So, so uh, now let me rephrase that. That's GMT time. 
So translate that to Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we got a Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern is the first one. Uh, so that would be Friday, May 20th, uh, night rate, uh, at night. Right, but it is the day day race. At yeah, the race will be yeah. day weather, obviously. And then Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Yeah, and so I'll probably run the Saturday uh, afternoon yep. race, and um, and actually last two years I've I've had some pretty good finishes there, and I run the the base set, so uh, I'll probably do the same thing again, just run the base set, and uh, try to just outlast everyone. Yeah, see what happens. A few of us are going to run it. Yep, and let's uh, talk about the. The new video contest that they got, which, which uh, after you announce this here, Mike, I'll tell you what my idea, my head was going to be for that. Yeah, video contest has been announced by iRacing. Uh, you can send in your clips uh, to iRacingTV at gmail.com. And deadline, July 31st, 2016. And uh, basically, uh, they're looking for the best video, I guess. And uh, you, what can you win? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Uh, 15 iRacing credits. Um, oh, 15 bucks. All right. But what they're looking for, too, though, is they're looking for the communications with your team. They're looking for communications with, uh, you know, just iRacing chat stuff. I think they're really looking for, like, the live stuff that people people have because <laughs> they mentioned the YouTube stuff. They mentioned the your Twitch stuff. And so I think they're looking for just a little clip of what, what that means. You know, how, how do you enjoy iRacing? And so what I was thinking about doing was actually the Texas race and, and was actually the last two laps of that thing because I had my team on, on TeamSpeak and everyone's talking oh, yeah, to me. All that. Right. Yep. Sam Roush was, uh, was actually in the race uh, with us there and actually finished second to me in that race. Um, and so, you know, we had all, you know, all the, my teammates on and it was, and it was just fun. And to me, that was probably one of my most fun moments I've ever had on iRacing. I thought that would be a nice uh, two-minute clip. Oh, you just email in a link, right? I think I just need to make a little clip and then and then right. probably uh, put that out. Yeah. So oh, I want to put that. There's a wrecking one up. <laughs> that one video with Steve Moore. That was like one of the better moments I had on iRacing. Just a lot of guys laughing at one incident. Yeah. Well, it, I think it'll be neat to see what the results are. You know, what do they pick as a, the best clips? And I'm sure they'll sh share those with us, and we'll be able to see. Uh, so it'll be fun. Yeah, that would be. All right. And then what they've done is they put out a patch 2 release. What did they fix in this thing, Mike? I don't even recall. Well, direct, you know, direct X11 uh, stuff. Um, the Alt-Tab... Uh, when you try to escape out of the game, uh, was having issues, uh, and so forth. <clears throat> and so they put that uh, release out, and uh, that was the 14th of April. And now they're planning another patch, actually. There were some issues after that patch uh, with voice chat. And if you've noticed, if, if you've been in a race since then, uh, you've noticed the voice chat is kind of choppy, choppy. Uh, and sometimes you can't even understand what the guy is saying. That's not your problem. That's a problem with the iRacing and they've pledged to fix it. So uh, a workaround that they've stated is to go into your account settings on the website, go to the bottom and change your network bandwidth uh, setting to the highest amount. Yeah. Now, I want to mention a problem I had before they came out with the patch, too, was I was on DX11. I normally run full screen, uh, which is triple screens here. And I had one of those uh, we call Windows pop-ups. Um, but it really wasn't. Uh, it was actually from Trading Paints doing one of those, uh, you know, where they can't verify the version of the software type of pop-up thing that happened. And my whole screen turned black. Everything was black. And and so what I did is I poured on the forums. It looked like it was happening to Kevin King, and it looks like it was happening to a few other people. So now I run actually DX9 in windowed borderless mode. And so it, to me, it's actually been working quite 
uh, quite better. Um, I'll probably put it up DX11, but still run uh, windowed borderless mode and uh, and do that. So now if there's a pop-up, actually, I just hear the ding and, and my screen doesn't turn black like it did. Now, that was apparently something that they might have fixed, but, you know, having the screen turn black is one scary thing when you're in a race. And uh, I, I don't want that to happen again, so I think I'm just going to stay with the the mode that I did. And so if anybody's ever had that where they've, uh, where the game has lost focus and they had the screen turn black oh, yeah. or, or in a case where now, now, for example, in windowed mode, if I alt tab, I, I still see my right and left screens are in, are in the game, but my right screen or my center screen is now in the browser. So, um, if you, if you ever have it where it just like, uh, loses focus or anything like that, let me just suggest to go to, uh, Borderless window mode and still have the same screen resolution. And it to me, it's everything seems to work as uh, as well as it did when it was just running full screen. So now you don't get a frame hit doing that. I'm not seeing any kind of frame hit okay. whatsoever. And on top of it, I haven't had stutters and that type of stuff which I used to have before. Now, you gotta remember, I did this before the patch too. Um, and so I might try DX11 again, but as for now, I'm just going to stay in the, in the, in the windows. Yeah, I got booted or went black or whatever in the middle of a points race. And I've been on DX9 ever since. I just, I'm, I'm not going to get on 11 until it's more stable. But uh, there's a new uh, patch coming out to, on Thursday in two days from now uh, to fix these network problems and whatnot. So with the voice chat. All right. Okay, let's. Uh, a couple other notes <laughs> uh, here before we get into hardware. Uh, one of the staff members posted up that if you tried every car configuration at every track configuration, you would end up with 15,990 combinations to try out. So don't tell me you're bored, people, because you haven't tried everything. Uh, sounds like a new league. <laughs> Sounds like uh, one of those new uh, uh, PDFs you can get, you know, uh, awards. I've done every combination. Yeah, that would be. Uh, you would have to race them though. You can't just test it. You have to race it. <laughs> nice. Uh, again, we'll remind everybody: the I Race for Life seminar is April twenty seventh through the 29th. Uh, that's a week from this week, so that's next week, guys. So if you're going, have fun and make sure to take video and share it with everybody. Yeah, or the, or the videos that come out. I'm not I'm not positive if people can sit in there with a the camera of their own, but um, but uh, anyways, we know that videos will come out that will show us at least uh, some of the stuff that uh, goes on there. And uh, I think I did hear that David Cater is going to be there again, so I'm assuming he's going to have a, a setup series again. Um, the videos for that up yep. again so with the uh, new car i did ah. see a uh, a post on the forum that from darren ganji saying that they are, they are attempting to videotape all sessions nice yeah, that would be pretty good we certainly appreciate those guys doing that too because uh, for, uh, for those of us that can't make it uh but want to be there uh, we we certainly love those videos yeah um, for our video showcase, I want to point out uh, Robert Plumley's uh, YouTube channel, which is called The World of Conducci. Um And maybe uh, Carlos can put it down there in, yeah, uh, in the notes or something like that. Um, but uh, it's uh, Conducci is spelled uh, K I N D U C I. You can probably just look it up through there. But, Robert does a lot of road racing, and he also does the BSR Pro Series and the Kias there. He does a lot of uh, the Formula Renault and stuff like that. So he does a lot of road racing. I've been watching him for a while, and uh, and uh, I wouldn't call him one of those uh, real great road racers, but he 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 does pretty good, and he's he's still kind of interesting to watch and stuff like that. So he he bounces around a little bit from car to car, but he's always in that BSR Pro Series every every season. They do that, so that's uh, kind of fun to watch. All right, Mike, you can go on to all this hardware. Holy smokes! 
Yeah, lots of hardware discussions. Uh, first up, Thrustmaster uh, announced a press release on April 8th announcing Thrustmaster's TMX Force Feedback wheel. And uh, it's designed for Xbox One and Windows and has a rotation angle ranging from 270 to 900 degrees. So there's a new wheel out there, folks. I don't know if this replaces one of their existing uh, lineup or what. I don't know. Yeah, is it a little bit lower end or higher end than are we looking at here? I think this like, is a low end. Yeah, it looks like, what was it, around 200 bucks? Yeah, 200 okay. bucks. Yeah, so. So, yeah, yeah, I could tell from the pedals that they have with it and stuff like that. I think it was 199 or something like that. So, so. it's more of a introductory type of wheel. Budget wheel. Yeah, budget wheel, which, you know, our, you know, we can always have budget wheels around. That's really good for the people coming into the, the sim. Uh, nobody's going to spend, a, you know, a thousand plus dollars on wheels and stuff if they're just beginning. Everyone's going to start with a budget wheel, it seems like. so. And they're also great for backups. Right. Uh, next up, uh, main performance PC. Uh, we announced uh, last time or the time before... They stopped selling their sim pedals, which I have a pair of, and Brad does too, and so does Kyle. But uh, they quit selling those, and everyone was a little confused. But uh, they announced on April 8th a new product, and it's a sim pedal pedal board, basically controller circuit board. And uh, it's basically all the electronics parts of a build-your-own pedals set up all right and i didn't know there was a market for this but apparently there is so oh yeah uh, a lot of people like to to build their own type of stuff you see that i think this allows this will allow people to build their own because you know if you can just put the hardware together you can buy this electronic circuit board from michael main and i think you got a system you know yeah so that's like that's like those ocw wheels and everything all that stuff is do yourself too and Right. So a lot of people like to build their own. I'm personally not one of those guys, but uh, but you know, obviously Michael like Main hit on something with his pedals, as far as the circuitry goes, and he thought you know there's a market for it, obviously. So, but uh, I, I still like to know why he, he quit making the pedals. Huh? Well, uh, from he my... indicated a wheel's coming. He said that in the forums. What was so that, Dave? Well, I was gonna say I can explain the the whole pedal issue if you want. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It ended up being an issue with uh, Wildwood and the, the brake master cylinder. Um, they ended up with a batch they got from them, and they probably put out close to 100, and about 70 of those malfunctioned. It was a defect from Wildwood, and, um, you know, they had they honored it, as Michael does, and um, the cost factor in that between shipping and everything like that, just it just it was too much. So uh, that was basically the reason for the uh, them stopping to do it. You know, it was an issue with Willwood, not with with main performance. But of course, main performance took took the hit on it. Well, from my understanding, don't quote me on it, but I believe he has something else in the works. Yeah, he's, I heard he's, uh, he's working on a wheel. I don't know about pedals, though, Dave. Yeah, he's, so that's no, Dave's, I'm, yeah, I'm talking late. about pedals. Yeah, he's working on pedals. Um, they will, you know, they're not going to be, you know, based off the, um, the same design as what the sim pedals are now. So they won't be a hung pedal, it'll be a four-mounted pedal. But he is working on pedals. Yeah. I, I think one of the, uh, the more appealing parts to uh, his circuit board, and I actually contacted him personally uh, about the circuit board at one point, was the fact that with that circuit board, you can use your custom pedal set and plug it into your wheel and take your custom pedal set to a console uh playstation xbox and you can use them that way there's some games that are still on the pc that use combined pedals like for example farming simulator so now you can take those main performance pc pedals get the adapter cable and you can use your custom pedals on farming simulator. Aha. Oh yeah, there's lots of good uses for this, huh? 
All right. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, check that out. The next thing uh, we wanted to post up here was a, a post from the forums. Uh, this guy, Nicholas Arthur from California Club, built a cockpit that looks awfully a lot like a uh, Formula One car. Uh, and it was kind of amazing. And uh, Carlos, I hope you can put up the pictures to show people. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a neat uh, cockpit idea. I just thought we would uh, mention it. Um, you know, we see lots of cockpits in the forums. And I just like to recognize the good ones. This one's actually made out of 80-20 and, uh, and wood. Looks really nice. Yeah, it does look really nice. So, uh, next up, okay, this came in today actually via email. I'm on the Z1 dashboard email because uh, I bought the Z1 dashboard for my fourth monitor. And anyway, guess what? They've teamed up with Sam Maxwell and they've created and have for sale now the Sam Maxwell SMZ1 wheel. It's a state-of-the-art, current F1 tech-inspired wheel. It's made of carbon fiber. It's got a display built right into it that shows, obviously, the, the Z1 dashboard software display. And it's top of the line. And it's so top of the line, it costs over $1,700 Jesus. just for the wheel, not counting the base. You have to still have a, a AccuForce base or some other base. I'm talking just the steering wheel over $1,700. All handmade. Oh, it's, nice. beauty. it's a It's a work of art. You know, it really looks nice. That's a murder weapon because if I decided to do that, I know what would happen to me. <laughs> Bust it over your head, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's pretty. Uh, I had to mention that. Uh, next up, uh, in business, uh, 9to5Mac reported Logitech is acquiring Jaybird for $50 bucks. And I just put this in here because obviously Logitech supplies a lot of equipment to a lot of sim racers. You got the G27, you got the G25, uh, headsets, and other things. Anyway, it looks like Logitech is doing good. Uh, swallowing up other companies and such. So that's always a good thing. Yep. Uh, the next thing I wanted to uh, bring up was David Tucker, one of my favorite uh, iRacing staff members, um, has posted a couple, couple tidbits that I want to uh, uh, point out to people. Um, to use 180 degrees of FOV, you have to enable the render each view separate option in the graphics tab. You know there's a check mark and it says render each screen separately. You really need to have that checked if you have triples. Okay, if you yeah. don't do that, your FOV is limited to like 130 or something. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember who, but somebody I'm associated with has triples, and I remember they have that unchecked. And I can't remember who it was. So if that's you, you better check this out. I remember uh, uh, Michael Baker posted something on Facebook one time about his settings. Uh, they probably have changed now since he's really kind of changed the stuff around. But uh, at one time he said, this this is what solved my stuttering. He put his settings in. He actually had triples, but uh, it was... He had it for set for one monitor, but at the at the triple, uh, um, you know, the pixels <laughs> at the resolution, the the triples resolution, and uh, but of course the field of view would be uh, lower. So I did try it at one time that what he set, and uh, I didn't care for it. So um, I know mine went back to that, but uh, so anyways, uh, I think he was one that at least tried that at one time. Right. Uh, yeah, that might have been what I remember. I don't remember. But um, the other tidbit he dropped on the same thread, actually, was about these ultra-wide monitors. And and we've seen these threads before. You know these these ultra-wide monitors? The 21 and people, Yeah, 21 by 9. People think, oh, these are going to be great for iRacing. But it's actually just the opposite. And David Tucker confirmed that. He says, 
Finally, if you have a choice, you want to get a monitor with a more square aspect ratio. Four by three is ideal, but that is very hard to find these days. <laughs> 16 by nine is better than 21 by nine and avoid ultra wide monitors at all cost. The reason this matters is because your horizontal FOV is fixed at 180 degrees, assuming you set things up properly. So all a wide monitor is giving you is less vertical FOV. Good luck trying to find a uh, 4x3 monitor. <laughs> yeah, they don't sell them anymore. Yeah, I've searched and searched and can't find anything. But I think what it, my message is, forget about the 21 by 9s That's just a bad idea all the way around. Wait, wait you can run three 16x9s in portrait mode? You know, up and down instead of width-wise? Five, you mean. Or five. five. Yeah. yeah, they do I mean, you can get away with three. That's actually still. probably the best way to set it up, is have five 16 by 9s all in portrait. I can see me trying to explain that to my wife. <laughs> as if three wasn't but enough. Turn them sideways five. so we can get more width. Yeah. Like I said, as if three wasn't enough. And now I, I'm sorry, I have four now, so I need two more. That's not going to work. Right. I'm already thinking of how to sell that idea. <laughs> Okay, and uh, let's see. Next up was racing shoes, right? I found a RacingLineUSA.com, and they sell, you know, racing shoes. They're $65, and uh, I guess you could use them as sim racing shoes, uh, but I thought I'd point that out if you're looking for a tire, Racing Line USA. I will give a plug if anybody does need, looking for shoes to race with. I use Fast Track Sim shoes, and they're awesome. Yeah, I think we've talked about those before on the podcast, Fast Track. actually. Yeah, yeah, I've been using. I've had this pair for probably over two years, and they're they're great. All right, yeah, I just uh, switched over to. Uh, actually, I race in slippers now. I just switched over to using something with a sole on it. So. Oh, I've been. I'm in socks. Yeah, I I felt I. Uh, for me, it just felt more comfortable now with the shoes with the new pedals. So, and that's it for hardware. All right. So anyway, uh, we're coming up on to an hour here, and so uh, we are going to wind it down uh, really quickly here. So let's go for some final thoughts. And uh, Mike, why don't you uh, give your final thoughts here? Well, shout out to Kyle and Dave, our new teammates. Uh, glad you guys are with us here at Tafosi Racing. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Tafosi Racing. Uh, Brad Wren is uh, running the account over there and posting up uh, how we do, and you can follow how we're doing in NIS and so forth. So check it out. All right. Uh, Mr. Wren? Uh, just hopefully have a better week at Richmond than I did at Bristol, so... I just I need a good, I need a good week to get a little bit of faith back in my fellow racers. Yeah, I hear you there, Mr. Miller. I really don't have anything. Pray for me at Richmond. I I, I am not good there. <laughs> All right, uh, Carlos, you got anything? Uh, actually, a little little thing I want to mention since I kind of talked about GT3 earlier. Just there was a it was just we only had one chance of endurance this week. And that got ruined by some uh, impatient people. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen how that went down. Some guy just ran a, stuffed us into the fence. And if any of you remember that race where Tony Stewart and Bickers got into it, that's what I want. Yeah, that same scenario happened. And this guy just ran us over. And uh, as my usual thing, uh, check out the track guides. All right. Uh, Mr. Smith? Yeah, I just uh, want to thank you guys for uh, for having me a part of the team, and I look forward to Richmond. I think we will all uh, build a rebound from from Bristol. I know it did a number on me. All right, Mr. Walton. Oh, I'm just ready for a good week in Richmond. All right, uh, me personally, uh, if we're going to be talking about a little bit NIS here. Um, as for Richmond, I guess I don't care. I expect it to be like Bristol. I'm actually looking more forward to Talladega, and especially Kansas. Give me back on a mile and a half. Or that's where yep. I that's where I feel the best. And uh, but otherwise, uh, 
a lot of hardware in the show so mike mike brings up a lot of good stuff so if anybody's looking for hardware type stuff uh mike does a ton of research and actually if you're interested in a lot of hardware stuff mike looks at this stuff so much that you might want to send him some stuff that uh that even he doesn't know so bring it on yep then of course uh we'll uh put it up on the show and of course as you know we do a video showcase every every show and uh so if you have a twitch channel or youtube channel you want us to promote you can come on and promote it yourself or just uh send me it and i will look it over and and then promote it ourselves so if you want to do that you can send either uh, mike or myself a message on that and uh, we will do that um, otherwise, I want to thank you all for uh, for listening to the show. Uh, I think it's become um, more popular than what we thought it would have been been uh, been when we first started this about a year ago. And we're going to continue to go strong with the show. And um, so, anyway, uh, for all the people out there uh, racing with us, uh, we'd like to say good luck. Just don't beat us, and uh, and uh, hopefully, I don't run into you. So <laughs> that'd be it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.